forever. Dog. Warning, the following podcast may contain dystopian cookie nightmares, forced removal of elephant innards, and toxic ass foam. 2022 takes flight with Dumbo the Flying Elephant on Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, the podcast that turns 90-second rides into 90-minute episodes. I'm Scott Gardner, uh, back in person with Jason Sheridan. Hi. Hi, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Haven't, oh, it's been I, a month to the day since the last improve. We've done a couple, but over Zoom. Um, yeah. So, so here we are. Changes everything. I'm worth bringing up, obviously. Mike Carlson. <laughs> Yeah, worth. Oh my gosh, worth bringing up. Don't people love the ins and outs of the podcasting game? Yeah, we are here. Uh, It is the longest maybe break between a main feed that we've ever taken. Is that correct? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And if the world was better, it would have maybe felt like a nice break, wouldn't? Right? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you you know, you you brought it up. It's you know, we you want to come in with uh, some positive energy in 2022 and that's you know for any new year you want to do that you want to do it this year but it's really hard to do i'd say under the shadow of everything that's going on and i don't need to say it but i'll say it that is of course the closure this week of shrek 4d yes. universal studios right florida um it's like how to weave and i think we should be lauded for even doing an episode at all yeah. considering the circumstances but um and I, I'm sorry if this is too painful for you to bring up because it's closer to home, but yeah, I am. the soon upon us closer of Sugar Boo and Co. Yeah. <laughs> at downtown yeah. Disney. You no, know? I know. It's a rough one. The Yeah, um, yeah I think the dates are, are set. I mean, what, like... I don't want to vocalize is this where we end the podcast, but I know we're. I know we've at least all thought it. I think there'd be a relief to saying, like, how, how do we even go on given all of these clo- uh, closures on both coasts? I feel trapped. Yeah, but you know, here's the thing. Like, you're right, and I felt like we should end the podcast after Sugar Boo announced it was closing, mm-hmm. but. No one would have blamed us. Not one person would have blamed us. Right, because our spirits were so low. In case you know what we're talking about, this is a store at Downtown Disney that sells wooden signs with sayings on it. Um, But I went into the Sugar Boo, and there was a sign that said, my heart will go on. And it was $150. And I said, you know what? The podcast must go on. That's right. That's right. And if they weren't, uh, reducing that price, even though it was one of their final days yeah. of operation. If they're going to be true to who they are right up to the end, <laughs> then so yeah. do we need to be. Is there rise to the occasion? Is well, there a liquidation so go. sale going on at Sugar Boot? Should we? I haven't really been going a lot of places lately, but should we go down and see if there's any good sales? Any well, good I mean, you always got to go down and check out the new stores, Pele Soccer and Love Pop, a store that sells mostly pop-up greeting cards. Pop up, like so, like like a picture book, like a a pop up book, yeah, a child's pop up book, like paper flower, pop up paper flower. There is now, now in 2022, in like as heading into year two of pandemic, now there is a Disney store that is all pop up cards. Well, the third party, they do have some Disney themed cards, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the Pele Soccer, of course, has. Pele stuff and also soccer memorabilia and jerseys and, and it's everything. Him, you can like want. it's his brand of 
It's the great Pele. It's the uh, corporate <laughs> entity Pele. It's the uh, whatever you want to call it Pele. I think this is that was the most rosy theme park news I had seen in a while. Like, oh, very odd. Very specific stores returning to downtown Disney. Maybe nature is healing. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like micro targeted, oddly like more specific than would be at a regular mall or shopping center. Yeah. Like who would ever? It does. It the pop up card place harkens back to like an all wind up toy store at City Walk, or the you know it's not gone, but the sock store. Yeah, um, I feel like some, sometimes when I see a Sephora, I feel like they have lost their mission of stores that you would assume don't exist, would shouldn't exist, and uh, uh, why would they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want fridge magnets and bottle openers and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I would li- I wish Pele was involved in more of the stores down at Downtown Disney. Oh, Pele's Jamba. Yeah, why not? Pele's. Uh, I'm I'm glad to see that is Pele is the man Pele we're talking yeah. about, right? The soccer player. Yeah. yeah. So I'd like to see him get out there with more like endorsements and more. Uh, I don't know. Got to get his brand up. Does he have? Let me ask this question: A celebrity liquor. Does Pele have a celebrity liquor? I don't know. Offhand. Okay. Um, he might be a clean living athlete who does not, uh, who thinks that liquor would get in the way of hmm. uh, great soccer skills. Okay. Well, uh, we'll look it up and maybe we'll suggest it to him on his website if he has a, a you know, a suggestions mm-hmm. email. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that you're striving for more, but you know, that Pele has finally come to downtown Disney and then you're just like, <laughs> you're right. more Pele. You're right. You got to appreciate Pele landing. I'm greedy. Uh, I wish Scotty Pippen would come to downtown Disney because he has a celebrity liquor. He has a celebrity endorsed popcorn. Uh, and I wish he would come down and, and do something with Disney. But I don't know what it is. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But we can talk about that later. Not you just feel like it'd be a good... Uh, zone for him just yeah. a, um well he's really ramped it up in the last couple of years so i feel like restaurant store is is next for him and for the brand mm-hmm. so to so. be to play on the ultimate stage to mm-hmm. play in the ultimate arena i guess you would say mm-hmm. i would downtown say disney that is the ultimate arena yes i would say that uh and of course i still have a bottle of digits his bourbon i have not opened yet it's going to be saved for a special occasion mm. so i've transitioned out of liking Casamigos to exclusively liking digits, despite having not opened the bottle or exactly, yeah, exactly. The mere notion of digits, yeah. Yeah. Bye, bye, Randy. Hello, Scotty. That's Mm -hmm. the way I feel. Uh, Hey, no complaints for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving. Well, now I've never felt better about 2022. 2022 is different. There's a lot of different change. I mean, if anyone wants to declare how they're going to be different going forward in this year, I think this is the time to do it before we dive into Dumbo. Jason, mm. what do you think? Oh, I don't know. I hadn't really given that much thought. Okay, you so know? you're going to be the same. Got it, Scott. Yeah, <laughs> exactly the same. Perfect. No notes. Um, let me see. I I don't know. I say this, and I think I might immediately take it back. But like, I don't. Do I need to be more uh, open minded to? generic radio music of the 90s and 2000s. <laughs> this is what I feel like is it's hmm. it's come up a lot. I don't know if it's becoming a wedge. Um, you know, I, 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 I slap these things down, the Green Days and the Brian Setzers, <laughs> and am I missing many musical marvels by not 
pursuing these discographies of uh, things that are played at uh, in supermarkets all the time? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, you have to answer that question for yourself. It, it, is it funny to me now that Brian Setzer is a villain on this podcast? It's hilarious <laughs> to me. I love it. I love that you hate Brian Setzer. And this was a second gate <laughs> development, potentially, if you missed this. Um, I, uh, I think about it every other day. I go, Scott hates Brian Setzer, and I giggle. It, like, it makes me laugh so much. I didn't want to add to the episode that we just did on, on the second gate, which was about an Incredibles ice show, if you didn't hear it. And we, we also met a new friend named, not uh, the opposite mm-hmm. of an enemy, a new hero on the podcast named Jay Bigga. Of course. Uh, so check that out at <laughs> patreon.com slash podcast the ride. But over there recently, yeah, there was some Brian Setzer discussion because he was in the Country Bears mm-hmm. movie. And, and uh, I didn't want to bring it up, but I was, the thing that inspired that Incredibles ice show episode, there was a, a the 2005 Very Merry Christmas Parade uh, features Brian Setzer. Uh, at the beginning, they open it. I didn't want to open that can of worms, mm-hmm. but if, since we've opened the Setzer can of worms now, <laughs> uh, he he play, he so he opens up the parade. Him and the whole orchestra, of course. Uh, he does Jingle Bells yeah. and uh, changes the lyrics to be. Uh, oh, what fun it is to ride in a '57 Chevrolet. <laughs> and and you know, here I am saying I was going to be more open minded, but. I, I did, I, when I heard that, when I watched the video of that, and then like his whole horn section go like, hey, I was like, Mike, Jason, tell me this is good. Look me in the eye and tell me that you like that. I'd have to watch the video. I, I'd have, have to, to see, see it. Yes, I've already tainted the description of it. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. Offhand, though, I mean, you laughed, but is that a mocking laugh? Is it a, uh, or is well, it a laugh one, of you? If you were at the concert, would you go, ha-ha? Well, oh, Brian, you're incorrigible. It's so, t- it's so tainted by now, though. This is the problem, because you've tainted it with with um, <laughs> this disgust. Uh-huh. Um so I feel like I wouldn't even maybe I would have been like oh it's kind of annoying or that's stupid or whatever but now when I see it I can't help but think of the anger toward it mm-hmm. so I don't think it'll, I'll ever be able to completely assess it because it was I, I never owned a Brian Setzer album I've never like all I said was I do like the, the song he does in the Country Bear movie mm-hmm. that's really all I've actually and I liked what the single he had what was it I don't like the Stray Cats one as much as the 90s single that he had with the orchestra. What, what am I? Jump, uh, drive, and jump and Thank guided. you. I did like mm-hmm. it at the time. I don't listen to it now. So so it's never going to be possible for me not to watch it and laugh. So now it's actually, you've made it better for me. You've made all these performances no, better. This is, I know. I knew this is where it was going. <laughs> that like, what, what now what happened, because I've registered my dislike, now cut yeah. to Mike and Jason going full force on Brian Setzer out of nowhere. This is a true. As, as a spite listen this is situation. A, yeah, you, I, well, I will be, I mean, I'm full disclosure, like depending on what you're shitting on, there are, like Green Day, I did have like a lot of affection for. Mm-hmm. And I do when I say, I mean, I know it's that funny one makes more sense to, to me. talk about it. And yeah, I there, don't, there in my reconciliatory 2022, yeah, I yeah. do get it. I get yeah. it. It's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> but Setzer, yeah, I don't have much uh, uh, affection for or disdain for. But yes, if, if it comes up on the show, it is 100% an attempt to get a rise out of you. Yes. Sure, yes, yeah. <laughs> There's no way around it. Yeah. Understood. Uh, uh, Jason, I, you've been awfully silent on this matter, though. Well, Where, where's the, where? in terms of what I would like to hear and what what I I <laughs> like, I think I liked Brian Setzer uh, Orchestra when they were leaning more towards 
the like Dorsey brothers than uh, the Rockabilly stuff. What the fuck uh, are you talking about? <laughs> like, the, more towards the Dorsey the brothers. The actual like big band. Like, I, about, like he, he you played something I have no reference you're talking about, point like, for. Basie's orchestra. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, about, like I saw them. I first learned about them from Conan. The Brian Setzer Orchestra was on Conan, and they all mm. had like tuxedos on or white jacket dinner jackets on, and they were doing like uh, uh, in the mood. You know, just a straight cover mm-hmm. of like yeah, an I don't old know this. Standard. I don't know what song you're talking about. And I just about. like that. <laughs> I just like old music. I played in the mood yeah. in, in eighth grade. Wait, I'm in the mood. What's in the mood? Uh, oh, that's in the mood. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, I know that. Okay, I knows the title. And I just liked old music because it was in. I liked old movies, so like I, I, and and that's where I got to it, and I would find his CDs and like used. Uh, record stores. You oh, so you they, had the so CDs. I had w- one or two of the like Sasser Orchestra CDs. So when Jason brings it up, it's not necessarily 100% troll. Yeah. Yes. No. But yeah. like anytime anyone has like a very visceral reaction to anything on the show, the others like jump on to well, it. Yes, you, of course. There is <laughs> a potential is episode cool. topic floating around the other day where you're like, guys, this one's real bad and you gave a specific and I'm like, you are making me want to watch it so much more. Oh, like I you see. are making yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, the other yes, everyone else becomes a vulture all of a sudden. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I smell blood. That's good podcasting. Is sadly the pro is the problem. Is and that, then I yeah. started getting marketing material of like for your consideration, and I'm like, well, if I'm already considering it, may as well <laughs> <laughs> podcast it as well. <laughs> that I, the, the, the movie you're thinking about. I just heard Jim Hill talk about it. Really? I was just listening to Jim Hill talk about the same. Well, if he's talking so about it. So if he's it, talking about it, we got to <laughs> talk America's about it. talking about it. Yeah. So, okay, okay. Well, I just wanted to know like where the traps might be and where this could potentially be going. Uh, and look, if you end up suddenly all nine albums deep into, you're always <laughs> playing Brian Setzer in the car. Lindsay and Jane are like, what the f- what's happening? Why is this I'm gonna on? I'm going to have to listen to a few. <laughs> It's nothing but big band with you from now. Look, it's a whole thing. It started, it started with it started as a spite thing with Scott, but now, I look, what can I say? I love the BSO. Big band. <laughs> they remind me of the Dorsey's BSO. If I get into big band revival music in 2022, it's well, not out of the question. It's I not mean, impossible. I have actual like big band uh, compilations like in my eye. T- so like when my Bluetooth my car connects to my phone, usually when I drive I listen to podcasts. But if it this is just auto defaults to music hmm. and sometimes it will just default to whatever's in the iTunes library. Jason said, well, I guess we're listening today. Folks, we're listening to Bunny Bear again while we drive to In-N-Out Burger. Oh man, we got to do an old timey big band Patreon episode. By the end of 2022, I think maybe not spurred, not just by Scott Spite, but also by being hopefully by then excited to be in bigger groups of people. I think it's the Mike Carlson and Jason Sheridan orchestra. I think you guys start an orchestra. Okay. I think you can have one without being a a master of one of the instruments yourselves. Well, I play trumpet, so I am. Yeah, yeah. So you'll take a trumpet solo. (laughs) And I'll just do banter. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I'll have like a lazy conductor's wand and I'll turn around a lot and mug to the audience and in between songs, like, well, that was a real humdinger. Oh, wow. (laughs) We got another ditty coming up for you folks. Well... There's more big band to come. 
More. Let's just start building the stands. <laughs> start building the what are the M M C J S O. So just like even though like I don't know, maybe it's carpet before the horse, but I say start building them even before you get the musicians because uh, you got to get those mm. looking nice and polished. So right. uh, find a carpenter or start building them yourselves, and uh, before you know it, you'll be doing shows. <sighs> God, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coming soon. Uh, yeah, all different world at the end of the year. Um, what's this episode about again? Uh, it's about Dumbo, about Dumbo the Flying it's Elephant. Dumbo. Uh, Dumbo, yeah. The beloved attraction. The beloved attraction, which I saw uh, referenced as the only one at all six castle parks. Mm-hmm. Or one mm-hmm. of the few, uh, other websites saying one of the few attractions at all six castle parks. It's on every parks. property. It's on every theme park property. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a it's a basic. It's a, a tenant. It's a tent pole. The most um, iconic ride, maybe. I yeah, think- that's what I think. You gotta you gotta ask those kind of questions because and and if we took our time getting to it at the beginning, some of it might be at the end of the day. It's a ride that just goes round and round, mm-hmm. right? The ride itself is that. Yeah. However. I think there's bigger stuff here. I think it's it is yeah. it functions as a, a symbol. I think it's just, it's important in the history and the the legacy. Yeah. It's bigger than itself. Oh my! It gosh, is bigger yes. than itself. Yeah, I think it's one of the ones like Space Mountain or Haunted Mansion where it is shorthand for like theme parks. Certainly yeah. shorthand for like Disney parks, mm-hmm. but shorthand for theme parks at large, and also copied everywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah, duplicated at traveling carnivals, at regional amusement parks, at fairs, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sit, you sit in, like, sitting in, are you okay? Uh, Jason, is something's wrong, but I, I want to imagine it's because oh, you're I'm getting fine. emotional. Oh, I'm fine. I'm just uh, uh, <laughs> uh, coffee repeating on me. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I was hoping you were crying about Dumbo. Because <laughs> that's a good, also, also good podcast thing is if we can get one of us to cry. <laughs> I mean, Dumbo the movie, by the way, is a, well, there's another thing that's that has evolved deal. far beyond, beyond the movie the sad kind of nightmarish animated film yeah which will come up later uh uh that there there is more movie stuff tied into one version of this ride Uh right Uh yeah i did a rewatch of the movie in prep for this partially because it is short um Mm. i think i can all right i can handle a 65 minute (laughs) um you know sometimes you get the question i'm sure you guys do or you know as as people are trying to figure out uh what is this theme park interest that these people i know have uh or does that mean so you're are you into the disney movies is that a part of this and i I will tend to say no that would have been my answer in a soft way before Mm. but having reflected on movies like peter pan Pinocchio mm. and now Dumbo. Mm. I might say specifically, I don't like the movies, <laughs> or at least these movies. Uh-huh. Right? Like Dumbo is just unrelenting. I feel maybe you guys haven't done it in a little bit. Well, it's uh, for my yeah. I haven't done it real recently, mm-hmm. but the sadness Ugh. and the bleakness of yeah. Dumbo. Uh, like why? As even as a kid, I didn't like. I liked Dumbo the character, but I don't. I was. I don't think I was ever begging to watch Dumbo over and over again. It's like almost what you want is a Dumbo two, which maybe I don't think they did that in uh, straight to video times. I think there were maybe plans in Walt era of another Dumbo that didn't happen. Right. Uh, but what you want is like that to be the miserable backstory. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
that all is a prequel that you can ignore if you don't want to be upset. And now you go on a brand new adventure with Dumbo that is 90% flying, 0% crows, 0% scary clowns Uh making him die from a thousand feet in the air. Let's get, let's strip all that out. And it's just our friend flying around. It's, it's a, what you want is a movie that's like the ride. I feel. Yes, you do. Simple. 100% flying and happiness. You want Dumbo quest for the magic feather. Yeah. The feather the feather gets make lost. Little, Jason, could you make the title a little longer? <laughs> um, Dumbo returns, colon, quest for the magic feather. It could in be longer. Feather, it could be longer. In Featherland, maybe? Um, in, in the journey, feather. Journey to the rescue of. That, the, that is right. That's yeah. good. Journey yeah. to the rescue of the uh, of phantom the rescue feather. of the mists. Of the magic feather, the Dumbo and Timothy in that, okay, the great. quest for together. the magic feather. Yep, mm-hmm. That's good. Dumbo and Timothy in the quest for the whatever. Feather. Yes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I um, I, I I will give them credit. That song "Baby Mind" is um, uh, I think a very beautiful song, but also maybe the saddest song ever made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I discovered that during, uh, well, I want to say peak pandemic, but who knows at this point? Uh, during uh, pandemic 1.0, when Disney was doing all these specials that were like sing along from home, that Katy Perry sang "Baby Mine." In full Dumbo wardrobe <laughs> with her little dog, who is also in Dumbo oh, wardrobe. But not to a baby. Not she had just had a baby and did it. I don't believe so. In this case, no. I, okay. think, there, I think this was a dog a dressed dog as a little elephant. Um, I, by the way, did you guys, have you guys seen any clips? She's doing residency in Las oh, Vegas. Oh, Jason. Okay. All right. I'll save it. Wait. Never mind. <laughs> Never I mind. Can't wait. Can I spoiler alert a little bit of it is for it, the audience? Are you gonna, it's got to be the one. It's got to yeah. be the thing. Are you, are you okay? Yeah, Scott, yeah, with yeah. It? I'm okay. She's doing California Girls and there's a giant toilet with a talking shit. Yeah, <laughs> she rises out, out and then a turd rises out. She climbs up on some toilet paper. She like twerks at the audience and then she climbs up on the top of the toilet paper and then she's singing with this giant turd. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, wow, how fast can I get to this wow, show? Wow, wow. I saw I saw her in Vegas. It was a tour, not a Vegas residency. But there was a long. Uh, what was this? The song was "Swish Swish," uh, which had kind of a basketball veneer, mm-hmm. and she just did a long basketball shooting contest with a dad from the audience <laughs> as the music just kind of uh-huh. just like simmered for a while, and then I swear, like fifteen minutes. It took forever to mm. get the results of the dunks or the sh- the shots in, but it was great. It felt like a, now okay. we're watching Double Dare Live. Well, or that's something. fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, K- Katy Perry's maybe a little uh, a little theme parky. She gets. Oh, Silly. From the pictures, from the pictures of this nonsense show, it yeah. seems like the set is amazing. Um, mm. Yeah, the set's amazing. It like changes a lot too. I sent both of you guys a link. We just had to talk about Baby Mine, and if you want to talk covers of Baby Mine, 
there's nothing better and i hate to go to classic rock again because i guess it's classic <laughs> at this point but nothing is more terrifying than the image of this man singing baby mine i think holding his own son on stage i don't have it yet who um, is it jason it's, you um, have it uh professional wrestling promoter billy corrigan <laughs> Um, he's doing a, Baby of Mine at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. Oh. And he's wearing a circus, like circus ringmaster jacket. He's got <laughs> black makeup on his eyes. Uh, he's holding a baby. And then he sings Baby Mine. Baby Mine, don't you cry. I mean, hey. it's so sinister. Jimmy Chamberlain playing the mandolin behind mm-hmm. them. I do like um, that we've classified Smashing Pumpkins as classic rock because Billy Corgan is, what, 88 years old? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to like throw the Foo Fighters and, and uh, Smashing Pumpkins at this point because it's like 25 years at least at this point. It's, mm-hmm. It is classic rock. Yeah, Pearl Jam. I've heard Pearl Jam would like classic rock stations at this I'd point so. and yeah, Nirvana. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, sadly. So the song resonates beyond th- that you could you could pull out of it but otherwise maybe we want to bail on the, the majority <laughs> i want to bail on the majority okay. of dumbo um, yeah i uh, i kind of forgot that there was such a clown element to it too i'm never mm-hmm. happy about that i forgot that that's why dumbo has the hat right that it's initially part of a clown costume as they make him perform uh terribly dangerous stunts uh diving off a building on fire jeez yeah uh, and then you've got the horror the horrible element of dumbo also where the, the the clowns are apparently because at one point the clowns say hey we gotta go threaten to strike let's go get a raise from the boss or else we're gonna strike and apparently that was disney oh, ta- yeah. himself taking a jab uh-huh. but then striking of animators course. had to and get the it specific in. clown who there is a silhouette of is a specific animator i don't know who i couldn't tell you who um, oh is it the guy who animated goofy like he was he was one of the big know. union leaders i believe and and was always butting heads with him oh, okay Hmm. Uh, what a fool. Yeah. <laughs> the, he got his. Dumb. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> really stuck it to that little guy. Literal clown. Great job, Walt. <laughs> uh, this, the movie itself, I, I realize now holds the, like it's in the same spot in my head to follow that bird is because of a similar, the similar things that happen yes, to the yeah. characters. Sad makeup trapped in yep. cages. Yep. Yeah. It's like a, if the, the, a movie that's all the sad bird, the blue bird part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Dumbo was not in heavy rotation, but Pan was as a child mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I loved Pan as a kid. I think now that the, I think the issue with all of these, I I was okay with them being around when I was a kid because there weren't that many movies. That's that was true. way more movies. We don't need to do these anymore. <laughs> I'm starting this. I got a kid. He's not going to see any of these. Wow, no, Scott Disney. They're not coming on. Could you do? You should release your own Disney. Like, what do they call the collection from the vault? Like the diamond? What do they call? Are they calling it anything anymore? They used to call it the diamond collection, but you yeah. should pare it down to what you like in the diamond collection. Oh, so you sure. should say this is out, this is in, this is out, mm-hmm. and see how many last. See how many are left. Sure. Uh, um, well, I don't know if it's. Mainly if it's got a, it, the, the primary thing, if it has a little boy who wants to be a little boy forever, mm. then my little boy doesn't get to see it. <laughs> I don't want you learning this perversity. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what about, bo- I mean, 
it seems like in the Boss Baby sequel, he's an adult who has to return to being a, a baby again. That's mm. what the trailers have led me to believe. The only Boss Baby content I've really consumed, by the way, is Jane got me the Boss Baby cameo for Christmas, where the oh, Boss yes, Baby yes, wishes you happy okay. holidays. So, <laughs> where it's like whoosh, it's like the birthday boys sketch whoosh, where it's like a video. I would like to put down the rules for the Scott Diamond Disney collection that you can put Boss Baby into it, even though it's not a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. So you can add movies to Disney's diamond collection despite them not being produced that aren't, by Disney. I, okay, okay. I could still pull them into it. Yeah, because you're the one obviously on it. going through this now with the child where you are going to see these movies and decide so you can curate your own Yeah. I'm more, I think I'm more less concerned with what's in the vault and more concerned with the vault itself and making sure that it's unopenable. Mm, okay. <laughs> it is, there's, that you have to get retina scanned and uh, <laughs> provide a drop of blood. Like, there's got to be so many layers to make sure that you're, you never see You're Peter describing Pan. a nuclear waste site where, like, they put up those signs that are meant to last a thousand years that say, like, this is not a place of honor. This is, do not go here. What if it's, like, school not- movie day and it's, like, we're, oh, you didn't catch wind that they were going to show a Peter Pan Disney. Are you going to, like, pick at the school afterward? Yeah, I think I'm... I think I'm throwing a fit as if they were like whatever people do that is reacting to whatever they think critical race theory is. Right. That's what I I don't want critical pan theory taught in schools. Okay. This is my biggest issue as a parent. You'll be at a school board meetings like crying your eyes out. Like don't show the children pan. You don't know what it does to them. Little green unitards (laughs) destroy little brains. Boys shouldn't be lost. Like, they shouldn't be lost. <laughs> like Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, you will be going, we will not relent on this. <laughs> Which is great. When you find yourself saying to teachers, we will not relent, you're the good guy. You're definitely the hero of the story. Yes. Yeah, always. Yeah. Yeah, famously villainous teachers. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The man. Overpaid. Yeah. <laughs> They've always have been. Uh, um, okay, yeah. Look, it's all out. These are out. These are out. Um, but... What what Dumbo did succeed in doing, I think, like I think in the history of of the animation studio, it is uh, it was a success for its budget. Mm. It didn't have the issues that Fantasia had, and the and I think Pinocchio like budget overruns. It it worked, and I think set up Disney for success. Even though then after Dumbo, they made all those weird like war <laughs> compilation yeah. movies. Like Same then thing. we're not exactly cruising in terms of like quality yeah. movies yet. Yes. But uh, interesting fact about Dumbo: six weeks later, Pearl Harbor is bombed. <laughs> that wow. is the timeline. Like I, you know, in the way the history just gets so condensed, it didn't. Occur occurred to me that like oh i was supposed to go see tumbo today but i'm waiting to hear what the president has to say about the japanese attack on the pearl harbor base well pulled off of the time cover that's the fact about that that the dumbo is supposed to be on the cover of time and then there and then pearl harbor happened and wow was replaced by uh, uh general macarthur wow 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 mm-hmm. yeah um what a time i guess that i guess history can't be worse <laughs> uh, and weirder than it is now. Um, so yeah. Well, anyway, uh, point is, big popular character. Uh, when they start mm-hmm. conceiving Disneyland, we have to have big popular characters front and center, and and, uh, and this is a big one. Um, so it's not an opening day attraction. Because although, well, now I've seen several things about this. It is credited as opening a month later, Mm. uh, August 1955, because 
uh, there were issues with the elephants being too heavy. <laughs> yeah, um, construction issues. I, I yeah. saw that too. At all the other parks, it is an opening day attraction at Disney World, Tokyo Disneyland, Euro Disneyland, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai. Yeah, Disneyland. Yeah, uh, yeah. always uh, like a yeah big major opening day thing. I think it was supposed to be for. Disneyland. I, I read a little bit of stuff that if you watch the opening day special, and I went and checked on this when when the kids are all uh, running and almost injuring themselves and everyone around them uh, to get to the Fantasyland rides in that special. Apparently, Dumbo's in it. There was a Dumbo, one of the most terrifying original mm. costumes, like yeah. Yeah. freak of nature. If yeah. you look at that black and white photo, Dumbo apparently runs up like into the direction of the Dumbo ride, but the camera stopped short. They don't show it yet Mm. because they were still having trouble. Um, Now I've also seen that they did attempt to run it on opening day and that it resulted in the ride stopping really quickly and never, and people having to be rescued with ladders (laughs) (laughs) step ladders come out and it was just a rough month until the thing could actually get going. Um, Some of the issue of what happened here, and I never knew this till doing all the research, that the ears were supposed to flap. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a weird thing. And then apparently for a decade or so, before they did a switch out, the ears still were on a little swivel point. Yeah. Like it was like t- if, if they had figured it out and gotten the mechanism mm-hmm. working, the ears could be flapping. But then around the mid 60s, they said, screw it, that's never happening. Um, uh, and then they just replaced them with unflappable ears. Right. Was And there was no time when they were like, the ears were just like twitching oddly or anything. <laughs> or like they weren't flapping. They were just, it seemed like something was wrong with them. I got a thing. I mean, Dumbo, it, it's funny because I feel like every generation, it's, it's so iconic. It's kind of glued in every generation, but it's changed so many times. It's moved locations. They've changed the mechanisms. They've painted the elephants. Like they've done the all cues, of these changes. They've doubled it. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of different things. Probably a lot of changes, you know, considering the simplicity of it. Um, so once they, <laughs> they got rid of the mechanism that made the ears flap which took the vehicles down from 800 to 700 pounds so now it's a little easier to get them up in the air still a little dicey apparently at the beginning and still there was a problem that lasted for the first uh, couple years of running it um this is from the disney history institute uh that goes into uh that company arrow that built a lot Mm -hmm. of those early rides yeah uh this was an issue that they had when starting to run this thing. Uh, on the advice of a NASA engineer, the Aero team used a combination of oil and nitrogen in the hydraulic system for this ride for added power. Uh, when they asked Ed Morgan, one of the owners of Aero, about this process, he explained that... So oil and nitrogen combined uh, <laughs> helped the ride run and gave it the mm-hmm. power that it needed, but it also created a weird foam, like a foam <laughs> would bubble up from the center of the ride or under the elephants. I'm not exactly sure where the foam. Anyway, it would run, and in front of guests there would be a weird foam. <laughs> and uh, so just a, and there's there's a photo you can look up. I think of this guy, one of these b- classic, uh, uh, you know, uh, Fred Mertz kind of guys. Short sleeve roll up his sleeve. All right. Uh, And he had to go remove the foam many (laughs) times per day, sometimes as often as between every ride cycle. Dumbo's (laughs) down, 
Gotta go take this weird foam at this nitrogen Wipe foam. Wipe the foam out. off of this elephant. And uh, uh, the arrow people called this process milking Dumbo. <laughs> that was just part of the reality of Dumbo. Is you had to milk him. <laughs> so, so it seems like that would suggest it's on his undercarriage somewhere. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah, if it's if it's him, which is very. Right. I mean, if it's not at that center point, if it's somewhere in the like, if every single Dumbo is sprouting weird foam, and mm. does the foam ever because the ride's up in the air and it's would spin, spray? Like, is it yeah. ever? Yeah, is it ever? It's like a Dumbo foam party going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if it was sound his, fun. If it was out of his trunk, it would be awesome. Oh sure, yeah, that would, that would cool. have been a happy accident, and they would have just I mean, kept that going. Is the foam toxic? Yes, but right, the yeah. idea of it is the fun. Oil. All the parents standing around, if they're not riding, just smoking cigarettes. Hell, some probably smoking cigarettes on the ride. Um, <laughs> it's just like foam, just like little mini fireworks displays from airborne foam catching fire from like long lucky strikes, <laughs> long Virginia Cruella slips. Deville, long. Yeah, Cruella DeVille. <laughs> Penguin style. Hunter Thompson kind of c- cigarette holders just causing fires. So yeah, I mean, obviously coming out of the trunk, that's that would be good. Obviously anywhere else, probably a little, uh, <laughs> a little weird. Mm-hmm. Mouth, Dumbo's rabid, not good. Yeah, yeah. Dumbo's shitting foam, not good. Just Dumb- confusing. Yeah. I mean, upsetting that anything's coming out of his butt. But also, what makes you foam at the butt? <laughs> not something that you some, want to happen to you. Some sort of new, uh, some new disease from <laughs> something that'll happen in a few years. I think probably that's well delta cron unfortunately the combo oh, it makes you foam out of your about. yeah yeah you butt. foam out of your ass yeah <laughs> <laughs> otherwise fine you can see you actually don't have to social distance anymore you just uh, might have to right. apologize for all the foam coming out of your ass <laughs> excuse me i have to excuse myself to the bathroom i'm <laughs> extra go. i'm foamy today <laughs> something a little foamy. foamy i'm gonna go milk myself <laughs> <laughs> the um weirdest fact about the early days of dumbo i saw was that because you know there's that kind of disney rule that like well you can't have five mickeys or 10 mickeys in one room at one, like there's one mickey mm. but the original so that idea applied to the original dumbo so there's only one one dumbo so it was gonna the elephants that everyone would ride in you know mm. now 16 was 10 um were painted pink, like the hallucination elephants from Dumbo's drunken revelry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and because there's many pink elephants mm-hmm. yeah. in the pink elephants on parade sequence, so that they had to justify that. There's again when these. They're making up these rules. So you have these rides where uh, Snow White can't be in the Snow White ride because you're Snow White. All these things that nobody, they had to learn that nobody's thinking about them. Yeah. And that they're thinking too hard. Right. Um, but it makes it an extremely different ride if you if it is part of the, um, the psychedelic sequence that, by the way, comes from mm-hmm. champagne mixed with water. Yes. Slightly champagne water causes Dumbo to trip. And the mouse, too. <laughs> right. Timothy. Yeah. They're both in on it. Very much a gag of its time, but like, has a theme park ride that would last forever. Like, they're like, we are con- essentially like, we're condoning. Like, hey, kids, when you get a little older, you're going to see the pink elephants. <laughs> you know? The pink elephants are more fun than like Pleasure Island. 
Uh, the big yellow, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are more fun. But that I think I'd probably mention on the Pinocchio episode that Heidi and Old and Actors Life for Me. Mm-hmm. I think that is actually what Walt thought of act. Like you're frivolous. Well, except you're for Kurt Russell's Plachette. Uh, Annette, uh, the, the special Jones. six, yeah, the special, special six. six. <laughs> <laughs> they were their own team, yeah. Yeah, Fred McMurray, right? He was in one of them. Harvey Corman, no fool. Harvey- <laughs> the rest fools. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the the ride was even going to be called Ten, Ten Pink Elephants <laughs> on Parade. That was the actual title. Um, and I didn't know that they were so committed to this that in the lead up to. Disneyland opening. I actually didn't know any of this before that they were starting to do the promotional blitz, making people aware. It's funny just that like there was ever a time now they'll promote a new ride, but it's funny that at one point they had to promote Disneyland entirely. Oh yeah. Hey everyone, Disneyland is coming. Yeah. And there was a Thanksgiving parade in Detroit, Michigan, and then the Rose Parade in Pasadena in uh in January nineteen fifty five. Mm-hmm. That both of these parades had floats involving pink elephants spinning around that was and that was the only ride that they depicted so this was the the main way they were putting their foot forward come to disneyland where there is a spinning ride based on the pink elephants mm-hmm. and then like a uh, a trailer that has a scene that then is not in the film mm-hmm. you got there and there were no pink elephants it's almost like a curse like i feel like when they were promoting star wars galaxy's edge they're like and we have a groundbreaking brand new ride nothing like it <laughs> and it's like if you come out with that ride out front like that ride's getting delayed <laughs> yeah 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 mm-hmm. just can't or all those you know any well, that that the harry anderson special where he promotes all of those things that never oh, got the, the oh, yeah. higher i don't think one of them it's just like the thing after thing after thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Universal actually may these days have it right where they just like start building and everyone like pretty much knows what it is, but they don't even say it. And then like yeah. six months before maybe or less, they go, oh, by the way, it is that thing you thought it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they the keep doing that. Velocicoaster and uh, and Mario, they just sort yeah. of don't acknowledge yeah, they they kind of I think it Hollywood have announced uh, kind of acknowledged. Yeah, there's they a have there's a Mario now construction coming. wall. They're on the and it says the, like that coming yeah. soon. But yeah. like but like for a year or something, it was like being built without mm-hmm. confirmation. Yeah. This is what I do in my life to possibly a crazy degree. I try to not speak oh, yeah. about anything. That's why like <laughs> I told as few people as I could about the baby. Let's yeah. make sure it happens. Sure. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> you have to funny. manage expectations for everything mm-hmm. because life is full of uh, disappointment and pain. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the reality. I do think Universal is. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but there's that making of Velocicoaster that they uploaded to Peacock. Yeah. And it's like that is smart because I feel like Disney has scaled back on those kinds of specials. Oh, it's and throw it on. You will really enjoy it. I'm, it is like wonderfully. Uh, flat. I, I say this as a compliment that it is not. I think Disney now would try to dress it up and do like sketches and a mm. bunch of crap you don't need and musical yeah. numbers. It is just like, uh, was, you know, just people talking. <laughs> just uh, and then we did the like Mario Lopez uh, being inoffensive. Uh, I yeah, that's great. I a lot of parks, uh, uh, Universal did it with I think Lost Coaster, maybe Hagrid's, but. Um, I think it was Holiday World when we were, we were talking about some of the Sally Dark rides. More parks, too, have started on their YouTube channels, like strapping a GoPro in a ride vehicle and recording the whole ride and mm-hmm. putting it up on their own YouTube channel. And I'm like, 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do that, please. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to not, like, spoil. Like, I guess, I think the only rides you wouldn't want to spoil is if there really is a thing at the end where you don't want to reveal how it's done or that there's anticipation on that first ride but if it's a you know if it's a roller coaster or ride well, especially roller spins coaster around, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 uh yeah spoilers are don't you, necessarily factor are in. you guys mario kart fresh are you fresh still i have not watched it i yeah, haven't i don't, I, I don't I'm know i'm fresh too. Like I, am, I have not seen a single snippet. frame of video i've seen like a photo accidentally mm-hmm. but i have not watched the video i have avoided. i've seen the queue seen that big bowser but i yeah i don't really know and I, I imagine you can't capture it very well anyway right given the goggles yeah. um but this is i think a big thing about dumbo and something that they, they, they figured out maybe with this ride more than any is um what you're saying about let's just show the whole ride and post a nice video of it i think the promotion abilities of it just like I I, th- I think with Dumbo they created something Instagrammable before Instagram. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's probably the thing yes. that people came back from Disneyland with is a picture of me on the on, it's me sitting in Dumbo mm-hmm. or my kids sitting in Dumbo or my friends sitting in Dumbo. And then there's you know pictures of notable people through the years. Yeah. on it. I think like I feel like maybe Dumbo. D- did a lot of heavy lifting for sure i mean it's, it's obviously and then there's some practical reasons for it just because it's like it's easy to take a photo of somebody in the ride vehicle when you're outside of it that's part of it yep yes um, like you would maybe consider the teacups <laughs> equally iconic a silly thing you get to sit in a big teacup right you get to sit in an elephant but harder to take photos of yes you feel more rushed when you're getting on that right. thing like it's going to start moving so i better strap in um, this, everyone so and then everyone can, can go on it yes. yeah everyone can yeah, go yeah, on it too. yeah 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 mm-hmm. and even your biggest scaredy cats can go on it and not make it go up that high yeah yeah um let's talk about that aspect of it because i don't I, now i don't know this if other rides of this nature which by the way like my temptation would be to call it a spinner ride. And yes, I call right. it other things similarly a spinner ride, but mm-hmm. apparently the term is aerial carousel. Right. Um, a term I will not ever use <laughs> because it's clunky and uh, I don't think even aerial carousel. Feel right. I, I, the, the, what I want to throw out as the term is round and round. It's a round and round. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's cute. Aerial uh-huh. carousel is strangely beautiful, but it feels like the aerial carousel. Very elegant. It feels like too much. Too beautiful you know, to too say. Too beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> like baby, yeah. Mo- baby vine. I don't want to hear it all the time. <laughs> it's a fragile yeah. phrase. Yeah, yeah, we all got a little wistful just hearing those words. Ariel Karras. <sighs> Let's not do that to ourselves. It's mm-hmm. it's round and round. Uh, um, what was my point? Oh, the um, the ability to control the vehicle. I don't know if Disney did that first, or mm. if that was an ability that other rides like this had already but i think that's key to its success the mm-hmm. feeling that for a kid especially that they can control it they can do it to their liking and it's not an interactive ride to the degree that other things have been interactive rides but it does yeah. it does guarantee that you can have a slightly different experience every time you do it yeah I, i'm trying to remember i mean it was a local park i'm trying to remember what the first one of what my first round and around was um but i definitely had the same element of of controlling it and that yeah as a kid especially you're like wow like this because you can't drive a car yet 
You know, there's a talk of Tony Baxter. He says the transformational experience of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I made him look sound stupid there. That's not what I meant. But like driving on the Autopia or something. But like controlling oh, yeah. a vehicle and movement is a big deal as a kid because mm-hmm. you see adults doing it. So it always felt like I have such power now. Yeah. Like look the power. I was also scared of it and would often not go very high because <laughs> I was initially pretty freaked out by this and still kind of a, a little unnerved going on it. Mm. To be honest. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess, well, yeah, our relationship with it today is is maybe a question. Um, yeah. How often do you go on Dumbo? Not very often. No. No. Jason? Yeah. Once in a blue moon, maybe. I think every couple of years every, I go on. Yeah. I, of course, went all the way up. Like TJ Khaled, I went all the way up as a kid. Like I wanted to be a high up. Well, you're the hype And I also wanted to be uh, the movement of going up and down. I wanted to go high up and then I wanted to go back down. And then up. so I'm like. I hate to completely derail you on this real quick, but I just had a thought. There's something I thought of over our last few weeks. Hmm. If I have a bachelor party in Las Vegas, will you jump off the stratosphere? Oh, that's a good um, <laughs> that's a good question. Whoa. I mean, I think we have to judge what the other activities will be. It what do you only mean? Fo- like, what else are we doing? Uh, you know, because if we're gonna have a big meal right beforehand, I probably would. Well, I but it's gonna would... require some planning, some yeah, booking. Yeah. But you're open to the idea of it. I-, I am open to the idea. I'm not opposed to the idea. Okay, great. That's it has all to, I you saying. have to figure out how many times we're gonna watch. I lost my M in Vegas, the 3D movie at the yeah M and M store. When will you? So, be like, like what, making sure that we slot, you know, minimum three viewings of that. Right, right. You know, if we have time to do it. I know. Here. I didn't see it last time. I, I. <laughs> was staying oh, across the street and I, I considered it. You have to uh. see it frequently because to see how much it is faded. To yeah. see how dark the projector is. Right. If you if you only see it once every five years, uh-huh. it'll be so jarring how how much the it has gotten dark and blurry. Well, and down the block now, there's an actual thing. There's the uh, fly uh, Vegas. I forget what it's called. There's a flying theater attraction, like a like, Soren. Yeah, like a Soren. Right, right. Oh, two different shows in oh. there now. Like in mm. between a Target, uh, underneath an Olive Garden, uh, oh, next one of those to weird. Yeah, yeah. It's the block where it's like. Well, the f- bottom floor of this is a Marshalls, and the top floor of this is a Hard Rock Cafe. Like it. Yeah, I kind of love it. Little distance. Yeah, it's very confusing, but mm-hmm. I kind of love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good. Thank you for, so, for confirming I'll that. Give it some so thought. it depends. So you got to carve it out, though. You yeah, that's make sure fine. Obviously, clear. like that would be the highlight of the thing if Jason jumped off the stratosphere. Well, but it's your thing. Like I don't. I mean, but if, you're doing if that's it for what you me. want. Yeah, okay. It is what I want. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing would make Mike happier than yeah. you doing this. I would Jumping need to get trial contacts because I want to be able to have crystal clear vision. Mm, okay. Uh, for it. <laughs> so you have a rider. Huh? You have a writer for no, this. Well, like, uh, I'm just talking about the prep I, I have see, to I do. Don't, no, think you'll be even, don't you think either way you'll be up there and wind is just flapping like crazy? Oh. I feel like vision's going to be tough no matter if what. You think it's I, don't want to take, I don't want to talk you out of it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I would definitely pay the upcharge for the, like, we're going to strap a camera to you. Wow. And so you get the yeah. video Oh, file. we need that for then content. Yeah, we need yeah. that. That's it. 100%. Can we do a live show at the top? Maybe it's not for the bachelor party. Maybe it's like a live show at the top of the stratosphere, and then at the end of it is you jump off. There's all... Well, see... Uh, <laughs> I, I I think you're you're getting hat on a hat territory now. Yeah, I think okay. I would need I would need what, time what to prepare. The stress is though is a hat on a hat. It it's is true. true. Ride I'm, on top of a hat like shape. There's also all those rides up there. That's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it. Yeah. But you were a kid who 
who cranked the thing up as a child. Oh, yeah. And and there was also, like, multiple, like, knockoffs at the Jersey Shore. Either elephants yeah. or spaceships or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think I was maybe, and maybe continue to be a... Uh, up and down like probably primary i make my round and round and up and down i uh, yeah. i like i don't think i want to just go straight to the top and stay there i think like the back and forth is fun but maybe you don't go all the way down mm-hmm. it takes a little bit and it's 90 seconds you only every every second counts so i don't want to waste time all the way on the bottom and then you got to consider i think dumbo's pretty smooth but other rides of this nature you could get kind of stuck like if the mechanism isn't mm-hmm. great like on the weird elmo one i went to oh yeah sea world uh if it's not that responsive maybe you do just want to stay all the way up at the top yeah there would be i that's that's interesting because i do have memory and i don't know where it's from again of like where you would try to push it up and it would take about five seconds <laughs> for it to respond and then it that would like really throw me as far as because like if i got too scared then it would take a couple seconds to come down mm-hmm. and that felt like the longest ride possible a big problem i think i have and when i say i'm unnerved by it now i'm not like that unnerved by it but it's on an angle and there's still part of me and maybe it's because i'm kind of tall that makes me feel like since it's on an angle a little bump because it's bumpy it's not the most smooth ride still like i feel like i could fly out of it a little bit mm-hmm. there's still a feeling of being oh, a little prone like a little bit, you know, there's a seatbelt on it, but especially when you're up the highest, you're kind of tilted toward the ground. So if you're on the inside of Dumbo, it's like I'm leaning. You can feel your like gravity taking your body a little bit. So that's the only reason I say sometimes I feel a little bit unnerved being in it. And maybe that's why I don't go on it all the time. Also, I don't, it's for mostly for children. <laughs> sure. There, there are incidents <laughs> of like, you know, the arms cracking or like stuff cry everyone sure, just kind yes. of scrapes and bruises and you know checked out and then went about their business you know well but that not with the new that's like that's why they replaced it entirely yeah is that it, there were two incidents in a short amount of time so it was i think the same one from 55 to 83 when they mm. redid all of fantasy land then same one from 83 to 89 and then there was an accident and and then another accident in ninety, which was the arm snapping clean off. Yeah, and that's an accident you don't really come back from. Right. And so they figured maybe we need to have a new Dumbo entirely. And in a very rare circumstance, I can't imagine when this would ever happen again. They had a spare. They, they literally. <laughs> they had a beautiful, had, more innate spare. A better one. A yeah. better one built for Euro Disney. Mm-hmm. But that was going too way slowly. Ahead of t- way like, ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. They were so early on that. So it was just sitting around. So they just patched in this new Dumbo mm-hmm. and made a second one for, for Euro. Yeah. And they uh, water, water features have been added over the years. Um, for a long time, the Magic Kingdom did not have the water, you know, uh, fountains, didn't have the water effects because the utilidors were underneath, so they couldn't run pipes. And then when they moved Dumbo in the early 2010s, they were able to match it to all the others. They oh, had it the was that features. part of moving it, was to be in a yeah. spot where you could have water? I Well, I think, and of course, they duplicated it in mm-hmm, Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Florida, there's a little more to do. I'll say this just before getting to the Florida one. I think some of what stops me from going on the Disneyland version is very long line without a lot going on. Now, they put some shade in. It's a little better than it was. Mm -hmm. But still, it's like 
a great thing to do with no line, which is why the last time I yes. did it, it was in horrible rain mm-hmm. when the park was kind of oh, clearing out. Yeah. Oh, I awesome. had night. It was it ended up being awful. I got so soaked, so soaked <laughs> waiting for it, and then it's building up water inside. It was pretty crazy. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but I, it's one of those I kind of only do with no line. with no line. Yes, that's yes. The, I'm trying to think. The I think the last time we went on was midnight walked by it hey yeah that's a good spot that's how you do it that's like that dumbo as an as a childless adult Mm -hmm. you go on dumbo when you walk by and you go hey no line yeah that's like the only time you do it yeah because you know what it is you're not gonna nothing about this experience is going to surprise you yeah and and you can get upwards of half an hour wait on this thing i would think right. maybe way more i don't know depending on the day right um so th- that's the big obstacle for me getting on it and probably for other people which is why in florida they've rethought mm-hmm. how lines work like was this the first example of a virtual queue or at least one that uh, the first like one the, disney yeah did? modern day disney virtual queue well this, yeah this was in 2012 it opened as part of their you know, Fantasyland redo. Mm-hmm. It's right around the time of the rise of like interactive queues, which only lasted a few years before they're like, all right, everyone's got a phone, uh, distract, <laughs> put stuff on their phones. Um, uh, I, I was down there in the summer of 2012 and didn't fully know what they had done. I knew they moved it and doubled it, but then like was very impressed and shocked by like the the play area and the the Chili's <laughs> beeper oh, system <yeah. laughs> which is what it is a the actual thing is a it's like a ticket and mm-hmm. like you've been invited to see Dumbo's performance he's about to go on and it is a ticket does am i correct that Timothy the mouse talks to you well, he, from the beeper or is it just a beep i think it just vibrates when you're like like when your table's ready uh, <laughs> i think i saw a video where it's like or maybe they have not kept this up but where i think that they're i think the intent was that there's a little timothy sound oh, clip but maybe. maybe they don't maybe they just uh they hmm. bought excess from the cheesecake factory yeah my <laughs> my memory that it vibrates but there was an announcement so there's this big and this is where i was referring to like the circus stuff comes into play because there was a massive indoor play area mm-hmm. and there was an announcement there in a video i watched where it's like hello circus performers and it's like wait we're performers now Okay. Well, okay. the children are. This mm. the idea. Oh, okay. Like you, not necessarily you. If you're crawling around in the in the nets, if you're going up and doing little oh. aerial tricks, I think that is meant to be. Oh, so you're like the the parents are the are like along the wall, maybe having a sit, but the kids are the acrobats. I think is the notion there. Wow, that's now I say this having watched out. a video about it. You went there in person, and their subtext was maybe not conveyed, which is a frequent issue. I, I think it was like ten thirty at night, and it was reasonably empty. So I was just mm-hmm. kind of like, "Oh, this is smart." Kids love play areas, and watching the video back, I was like, "Are there kids who are just like, I don't really care about riding the ride again. I just want to go back to that play area and climb around." Yeah, probably, probably, yeah. It seems like yeah. a good one. There's that building on fire, which I don't like in the context of it's going to hurt Dumbo. Yeah. But I like it in the context of a thing for kids to do. There's clown firefighters. Uh-huh. There's sure. Dumbo spinning around the ceiling, flying okay. around the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Good with that. Yeah. Uh, it seems nice. It seems like a like they 
did a good job without like a mega budget, I bet. And, uh, and the idea, like creating a little experience that you get to have, uh, that's fun and fills up the time instead of you're just doing back and forth and back and forth and seeing nothing. Yeah. And then yeah. that there's two Dumbo. I think that's pretty cool. Why would sure. there only need to be one? I feel like if there were not an issue of space in Disneyland or all of them, you know, they should do it in all of them. It's try. It's trying to, yeah. And they successfully did it in other, cause they have room in, in Disney world to do it out here. They've changed the queue recently to make it a little nicer, but there's no room to do something major with it. Right. They demolish all of Mickey's Toontown Fair. That's where a lot of this is on top of now. Right. Yes. Right. Right. In Florida. Yes. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot of room unless they were to move Dumbo to like Toontown. But that's a construction war zone right now. Yeah. Oh, sure. Which probably doesn't make sense to do it either. But I guess they were trying. They probably. I'm trying to think like they all the other like iconic Disney rides. I guess other than, other than teacups have a lot more themed of a line of a themed experience, feeling like you're walking through it. Versus yeah, what you're saying, Dumbo is just like switchback, switchback, and can be very long. Yeah, and sucks yeah. a little of the magic out of it. Probably waiting. Well, to- Alice is like that too, but a very satisfying ride at the end. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, you got nothing there. The other ones that you at least have a little indoor, you get to see right. like you know peaks of the dungeon. You go in their yeah. little house kind of first before. Yeah, yeah. that kind of keeps you in like, it motivated. Yeah, right. Yeah. You need yes. to be motivated. <laughs> Al is probably one of the best uh, classic Disney movies. Holds up as a movie. Beautiful Boy, Mary yeah, Blair. What, art. I have no problem with that. One. Yeah, when we did the episode. I was like, "Oh, I loved Alice in Wonderland as a kid." Like, I for- yeah. completely forgot mm-hmm. how much I liked it or loved it. I think it's what part of why you could maybe just bail on Dumbo entirely because I think there's better, like psychedelic, trippy animation in Alice and mm. uh, Heffalumps and Woozles. I will say I'm a big <laughs> Heffalumps and Woozles fan. What about like a Disney movie that sort of retcons out the original version? So it's like Dumbo teams up with Peter Pan. Team, so like any of the movies you don't like, you take the character out and you combine them into like a team up movie where it's just fun. As I said, I like Dumbo, so yeah. I mean, Dumbo, like I think, look, Peter Pan needs a wardrobe change. Okay, fine. And he needs That's a, what can happen. He in needs this an version. attitude change. What do you dress Peter Pan up in this version? This hypothetical version. Um, What's he wearing? Just a suit. Just okay, a suit. All right. He can wear. That's my problem with Hook is that I think he had it right to begin with. Uh, he shouldn't have missed his kids' baseball games and everything, but he was dressed appropriately for his age. I don't want to see Robin in the in the unitard, <laughs> yelling bang a ring. Uh-huh. I think he uh, I, he he should have combined aspects of his adult life uh, with his former free spirit. So yeah, dress uh, Peter Pan should be dressed like uh, uh, Banning. Uh oh, you got your wish, but it's one of those suits they wear in Hawaii where the pants are very short, where it's a little shorts. <laughs> Goes with a blazer, blue, blue blazer. Now that's a good compromise. You have to. Yeah, admit. you gotta. Yeah. Admit that's a good compromise. I guess I can manage that. I have to see it on paper. But uh, like Magnum PI's friend, who was always wearing those suits. I feel like I like that. Yes. Yeah. But again, why? Okay. No. Why am I more? I'm like I'm more okay with it on a is seventy year old man than on a, a child. Well, is on this podcast we're more comfortable with anything on a seventy year old man. <laughs> yeah. That's just the more comfortable when talking about seventy. Yes. Um. I where were we besides the Dumbo stuff. expendables I, team I of characters? I, I don't want to just be cynical for the sake of being cynical, but I, I was like ragging my brain of like, why didn't they do more cues like this for like kids rides and stuff where it's like 
you wait in a play area and they call you when it's your turn. And all I could come up with was like, well, it was probably a little expensive. And then also they couldn't figure out a way to monetize it. You know, they couldn't scale it to like, what can we add on to this? You know, the answer obviously is to do what restaurants do and have the buzzers feature ads for local real estate agents. (laughs) 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 The way things are going at Disney right now, I wouldn't completely put it past Some lady in a blazer with houses in La Mirada. (laughs) <laughs> they they've they've been cutting some corners on things lately. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. So if, if, if old Bobby uh, can get a, a couple more dollars, space here, um, yeah. Um, now here's something I I knew about none of this, and I don't know if you guys did it all. Um, this what has happened where there's the it's called the Storybook Circus area. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, the new that the little Dumbo zone in Florida now. Um, there was talk in the mid seventies of a Dumbo specific area that was the plan of Tony Baxter. Do you guys mm-hmm. know about this? I think. Wait, maybe I don't. Say it to keep going. Dumbo's Circus Land was was the notion here, and as part of his the whole big reroute that he wanted to do with Discovery Bay, he I'm trying to think of the he basically like. Tony was so up on all of the expansion pads. I feel like he, you know, he wanted to do stuff in what became Galaxy's Edge, and that's that's what Discovery Bay would have been. Mm-hmm. And he also was trying to do this little Dumbo area in what became Videopolis and mm-hmm. then Fantasyland Theater and a little bit of Toontown. Um, basically, the idea here was that. Fantasyland is where the cartoon characters live, the classic cartoons, but shouldn't those mostly be regal? Doesn't it make the most sense when that space is devoted to uh, uh, princesses and Mm. King Arthur and all that? So what if we separate the Fantasyland ideas and kind of all the random characters Mm. who don't make sense in in a, a kingdom now they just you know now they've just said fuck all with all that and Winnie the Pooh is just in Fantasyland mm. and Magic Kingdom that doesn't match at right. all. Um, but Tony with his uh, wanting to make everything themed of and course. make sense, he was going to build this little area, kind of it's as I said like Videopolis, small world, and it would have been a, a circus where so they would have moved Dumbo. That's part of it, right? And then a what was the ride called? Uh, um, the, the Circus, Disney, Circus is Disney is the name of it. And it would have been a ride where all kind of all of the characters they aren't using are part of the circus. So suddenly like Baloo. Baloo is not really anywhere in the parks particularly. So he's in this. All the bears, Bongo, all these things that okay. we don't really. They aren't trying to service Bongo So this anymore. is like Toontown before Toontown, essentially. All yeah, the whimsical yes. Toon characters are in one spot hanging out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, and yeah, and to that end, another thing would have been a Mickey attraction that would, would have been black and white and the vibe of the old slapstick uh, mayhem kind of silent piano, yeah. like a ride that is taking you into the early Mickey movies. And that would have been a wild mouse 
in the dark, save for clips of the old movies. Wow. So it's like a crazy hijinks, you know, uh, uh, like the little stunts that Mickey's doing in the early days, uh, where, but where you wouldn't have known where any drop is coming. Right. A la Space Mountain. Called Mickey's Madhouse. Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty good. It is good. They've essentially done this with the Joker. We've come across yeah. this in terms of Batman rides. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joker, a person who makes sense to have a madhouse or be stuck in one. Mickey, right. though. Um, I <laughs> they mean, would have I had to change I... the name of that, I think, at this point. But <laughs> it's a fun sounding thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it sounds, yeah, it sounds like a, it, and that also sounds like kind of like runaway railway. Mm-hmm. It's like all oh, this stuff is sort of precursor ideas. Well, yeah, they ended up with like, now there is a circus tent thing. It's just not this full circus ride, but that notion of separating the circus and having a circus zone, they did a crazy early Mickey vibe attraction. They did. Uh, one thing they didn't do though, they were basically like, so he, Tony also wanted a way to the, you could walk around the corner and get to that area. Or he wanted there to be a way that ties together discovery Bay with its uh, inventors and Jules Verne and all that, um, with the circus area. So he wanted to do something called professor, professor Marvel's balloon descent, (laughs) And this was a hot, a little hot air balloon ride. That's a ride in and of itself, but it's also like a second skyway, basically, that takes you up over a hill and gets you into this circus zone. But Professor Marvel is a Wizard of Oz thing. Mm. One of these Tony, uh, it, you know, he, I feel like he was pushing for something Oz related. And then there's mm-hmm. the James Franco movie, and maybe this is the chance, and there's still no Oz. Um, anyway, there's like a there's kind of a famous photo of Tony working on the model of Discovery Bay. You might recognize this picture. Oh, I've and seen that. What, yeah. Where his hands are and what he's working on is this thing. I just don't know how I missed this for so long. But there you see balloons and you see a new location of Dumbo and circus tents. Yeah, it's a little modest zone. And I missed this. This fun. picture looks familiar, but yeah, I, I didn't realize that's what this is. There's also I'm looking at it. It says there was an unnamed Pinocchio attraction. Which was a predecessor to During Journey that would have included Stromboli's Theater in the queue where guests could watch puppet performances while waiting to board. And who doesn't love that? Yes, yes. Malicious <laughs> puppet performances where there's yeah. a, a vibe. There's mm-hmm. something <laughs> something off about this. Uh, why does this puppet theater uh, smell? <laughs> why do I hear people screaming in the back? Mm-hmm. Tony said yeah, they, they were pumping in secondhand so- smoke the whole time, too. That was going to make it more authentic to the film. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of these interesting photos here. Mm-hmm. They um, all look very uh, cool. I am, I am imagining modern day height of summer holiday crowds trying to navigate some of these pathways. Oh, yeah, <laughs> One yeah, of the sure, thinking yeah, about the scale so of some of these. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't have been an easy way to do it, but uh, the, as a kid, I would always feel, you'd always get an extra thrill when you would see a character that was newer or more, um, yeah, I guess just newer or fresher from a movie immediately. So it would be nice to have something, and I, not that this would be it, but like Circus Disney or something where you're like, all the characters are here that aren't in other rides because yeah. I want to see all of them. And that's what Marvel, that's what you got to give Marvel uh, credit for, for their land is because like 
they got like weird like loki comes out like a day after the show premieres loki in multiple outfits in multiple and outfits that, like, multiple versions of loki the one in the jumpsuit the regular one yeah so like as a kid that would be so thrilling shang chi the eternals hawkeye like everyone yes it seems like that's up. so so just having a spot in disney to like park people without rides would like still they still need to kind of do that obviously like walk around characters is the easiest way but sure a ride a permanent ride like if robin Hood was in the park we want to see robin hood yeah you know we do he would have ended up in this yes exactly yeah Yeah. oh yeah we we met robin we met robin hood and the whole gang back in the uh, big thunder ranch area um, but they're not. Oh, geez, brag. Well, have you brag never have you ever way, seen you? Robin Hood? It's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. they don't send Robin. And you Hood had a Hawkeye. There. You had oh the, yeah a Target shirt on the before, David Aja yeah. Hawkeye yes. like, logo years before the years show before came it out. inspired the show. I like the comic, book. and they were doing like gags of like shooting out like like target tar- we, yes. i'm gonna shoot an arrow and I was at confused that. at their bit because they were like yeah. pointing at like robin was gonna shoot me and i was oh. like oh wait what and then he like grabbed me and like was positioning me and i was like what is he talking and i went oh i have a target on my shirt yeah oh you Very forgot fun. what you were wearing i forgot what i was Something, wearing and yes the aunt- we all do um so robin hood was gonna shoot you he in was the gonna heart. kill me yeah robin hood was threatening to kill me and i loved it <laughs> i was- can't send him out yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Wants the arrow people. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a cool never anyway, built. Yeah, that uh, yeah, I I never knew about that zone. I would love to see like all the artwork that exists. If that area was around, it might be feel a little out of date now, or maybe they yeah. would have done something to it. But I like we look at those balloons; it would have felt so seventies. It would have felt like seventies knots, which is yes, which is a compliment to me. There's a vibe to seventies knots. That is what it's attractive. I think at Disneyland specifically, it would have been changed already. I'm guessing to not have that vibe. Yeah. Disney World, may, who all bets are off, but Disneyland, I think, would have been changed. I love you said Tony Baxter is always up on the plots of land, and he still obviously was when we interviewed him two That's years right, ago. He implied all these zones, and was was he implying the weird stuff they're thinking about now? That's what I have a every fe- parcel of land, yeah. every parking lot. Did we talk part about that already? Park? Probably we did. But we might have made that connection. There's the yeah. Disney yeah. expansion loose plans that we don't even know what the status of that. Well, I got a uh, Disneyland oh, forward. I signed up for every possible email mm. like update on it um, that anyone could do, but they were like mainly uh, eyeing like An- Anaheim residents. Uh, and it was like update on Disneyland forward. We have an exciting presentation. I was like, Ooh, yeah, here we go. And it was just that we're going to do a digital screening of the first episode of a show we call the Imagineering story. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, you just like log into this like zoom or this live chat to watch the first episode of a show that you have on your streaming service and probably upload it to YouTube for free or something. <laughs> like what? What is this? Mm. Hmm. They, they, oh, uh, Anaheim hasn't voted. On, uh, real quick, the Disneyland Forward thing is they put out this big, like, hypothetical map of a major expansion of both Disneyland and California Venture. But basically, they were just putting it together to tell Anaheim, just give us blanket approval to make whatever we want on the land we own. So it can be a hotel, it can be a, a ride, it can be whatever we want. Yeah, like they, they own the land, they can kind of do whatever they want, but they need to get the zoning tweaked. Yes, exactly, because they don't have necessarily, this parts next to the hotel yeah. aren't zoned for a theme park yet, so they just want Anaheim to sign off on all of it. But they haven't even voted on that, right? I don't, I don't think. think so. And it also, like, 
those were real blue sky plan because oh, like yeah, it's sure. a little insane where it's like okay so it were both parks would now wrap around the disneyland hotel mm-hmm. there'd be bridges going over the roads and like here there was little doodles but if you squint like it's just like is that avatar is that wakanda yeah i you love know? it rides everywhere i love it too confusing yeah. mishmash why is yeah. there a hotel sticking out of the middle of a theme park mm-hmm. uh, yeah so it's certainly um for it's new i've never considered like uh this but it's also like oh okay uh, are you saying you don't think it's going to happen Is well no i think it'll at? happen in some form but if they build if they did everything in that concept art it's like this is the most densely well didn't <laughs> they say the it was busiest. like that we'll complete all this by like 2050 or something no. wasn't it like some crazy long time it was probably line? like at least a 10 or 20 year plan because there was yeah. also like we're going to build disney springs on top of a uh, parking lot. right and we really we, we, we got very excited the idea of gideon's being built oh sure and yeah jock Lindsay's, and yeah Yeah. everything so now you're you're excited about possibly a bakery that might be closer to where you live but still still a big drive where then you go and wait in a two-hour line that's right perhaps longer thrilled in like uh 18 years at like at least when I'm in my late 60s, I well, I'm going to be so excited to wait in a line. Is what when I'm I saying. when I will be at a point where they're like you really should not be eating these cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Your body does not agree with this. Mr. Sheridan, you cannot go to this Gideon's one more time. <laughs> Your, Your next Gideon's will kill you. <laughs> Your doctor is calling you over and over again. I know where you are. I heard about where you are. <laughs> There's a surveillance thing now. There's a weird doctor Sentinel. surveillance. Yeah, someone someone is scanning the line yeah. daily now. There's like a heli- like a futuristic helicopter trying to get Jason too. Like doctor has sent like a retrieval helicopter to get him from <laughs> the Gideon's line. Jason has our laser gun shooting at the. <laughs> it's the far future, folks. So it's the far future. He's yeah. Shooting at the doctor's helicopter. So now you have to get you get deployed as in a Seinfeld esque manner uh-huh. where uh, Kramer can't go to the oh right right the, the grocery store anymore. Well, right because they're not mon- yeah. So it's like to, in the future you have to have a certain like blood glucose level or like blood pressure to be able to purchase cookies. That's how the future is. <laughs> so Jason's is off the charts. Mine is still a little more manageable at the time. Nightmare. That's the yeah. future Michelle Obama wants. Exactly. I will not eat your healthy mm. snacks. Don't you teach my kids that. Right. Uh, so, so I have to go purchase them. Now, generally, um, the future, they monitor you eating. You have to, when you purchase it, it makes, it like ties it to your social security number. Mm. And then the sort of implants you have in your stomach, it registers to make sure that's the food you're eating. But Jason, I have to figure some way out. I have to like regurgitate the cookie into <laughs> um, his mouth. Taking a very Blade Runner, William Gibson has <laughs> yeah, this, this is a, a cyber sci-fi universe. This is the future. future tour. This yeah. is the future. This is when Disney has completed their Disneyland forward. <laughs> So Mike's 300 page graphic novel Gideon's 2062 <laughs> that ends with me throwing up some cookies into Jason's mouth <laughs> in our older age. Mike is, yeah, it's like beautiful. It is like people are reading the graphic novel thing. Like, I don't know where this is going, but the artwork is so good. This could be the next Dune. This looks fantastic. And then they get to the last page and it's blah. <laughs> this is about two older men. <laughs> <laughs> Exchanging ground up. Look, this is the this is what Joe Rogan is warning us against. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this is what he's daily warning us. Yeah, cookie regurgitation scenario. Uh, um, 
anything anything left i i have i have just a little like i think maybe one one thing to mention about dumbo is the uh as we we talked about uh, we did an episode about the skyway mm. a while back and uh the skyway buckets being among the most desirable auction items yeah yeah and probably maybe maybe number one again could be uh, you know could be neck and neck with Mad Tea Party, having a teacup, but I don't know. It probably is Dumba. I would think the one I, that you'd most want to own. I think so. Person, would, yeah. Uh, so thirty thousand dollars mentioned for. I mean, a long time an old ago. One, yeah, yeah at this point. a long time ago. I I looked up the the most at least recent at least that I'm aware of big public sale of a. Uh, uh, of a, a Dumbo, which is that the that's from Disneyland Gallery where we mm-hmm. did a show uh, with with old Richard Kraft, who we know. Um, Richard Kraft, I think in the early nineties, um, before his agent career had taken off, uh, so he did not have the money to do this. Mm. He had to like he was at an auction, knowing what his cap was, it went way past the cap. Uh, bought it, bought a Dumbo uh, for thirty five thousand dollars. Kept going higher and higher and higher with a bidder on a phone who was, <laughs> who was rumored to possibly be Michael Jackson. Craft uh, stuck it out. He got it. Years later, uh, does the gallery in the Abandoned Sports Authority, uh, sets the price at 150K, ends up going for 483K mm. from a $35,000 lord. And that is one item that was sold at that. Do event. we know who bought it? I don't. Th- I don't think yeah, we don't know. know. No, Mystery no, no. buyer, Michael Jackson from Beyond the Grave, maybe <laughs> Ghost Michael Jackson. Yeah, uh, he celebrated by doing the Thriller dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do know that John Stamos owns one. The other major right. Disney collector. There's this was this is I think also from the uh, those specials that they were doing. Yeah, where in early Zoom years. Uh, years. I think that's that's correct. Yes, early in early, uh, early pandemic uh, Zoom years, uh, so big celebrities would make a point. I think of like, let me choose the most plain room in my house to do this thing and pretend that I'm a normal human being. John Stamos is on a Disney special. He's like, ah, I'm going to show the elephant. I got to show up mm-hmm. that I got an elephant. And if you had an elephant, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I wonder how much could you get like uh, like Nick Offerman to build that for you or something like. Maybe not even a non select. Like, how much could you actually just have somebody fabricate one? Ten hmm. grand? Could Fiberglass? You? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's a tough that thing. Twenty grand? Yeah, I think. Yeah, maybe that's too it's tough. It's pretty specialized. But then, don't it, isn't some of the appeal that? Oh, well, of course, the money it was. Well, and then it was there. Like this right. was in the park. Yeah, for sure it is. I'm just saying, like, if you wanted to at least have the vibe, yeah, maybe, yeah, you could still get it for a. A normal crazy amount of money, not an insane crazy amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a fiberglass artisan, yeah, on a big scale, let us know if you you do giant yeah. fiberglass sculptures. How many fiberglass artisans are there in the audience? Because maybe there so are, are there podcasts for you? Are there podcasts that are all about well, sculpting fiberglass? Oh, okay, well, that's, there are. that's interesting. That's a piece of an interesting thing because we've talked about like what piece we would want to own from the parks. But if the option was just have somebody build one for us, that would mm-hmm. be a hell of a lot cheaper. And it's like if you could have somebody build you an original Rex, yeah, like but, that that would cost one twentieth of the. I guess I don't need to know that it was actually from the parks yeah um but it'd have to be so good though right sure, i sure. think I, I worry you'd be able to tell it's got to <laughs> be just perfectly yeah i mean we met on the and the last that um 80s night Lindsay and i went to we got to take a photo up close with rex mm-hmm. very yeah, exciting bragging again yeah so well. sorry 
sometimes I have to drop the names. Um, I have a couple things as we wrap up. The one big historical anecdote I kept saying about this ride was that Harry Truman, when visiting the park, refused to ride this ride as the elephant. It's a symbol of the Republican Party. Mm. He was a Democrat. Took a stand, would not ride the elephant ride. Dropped two atomic bombs on Japan, but he took a stand on this one. That could Uh-oh. sully his whole legacy. It could have sully his whole legacy. The man who bombed cities um, in a horrific way. There was also uh, the Disney Parks blog, which uh, it used to update a lot more in the 2010s. Um, had like an anniversary post about Dumbo, and I just saw this very uh, funny co- uh, comment on it. Um, Dumbo ride is certainly a favorite. We are Disneyland regulars. After fifteen, about 15 years ago, my then three-year-old nephew was so excited to choose his Dumbo that he didn't see another child run into him, accidentally bumping him into the water of the ride. Fortunately, a good Samaritan jumped the fence and fished Martin out by his collar. Thanks go out to that man and everyone else who saved the day. Every time we pass the Dumbo ride now... We recall how nice everyone was that day. Oh, geez. now a couple things going on there. Uh, one, that's about a foot of water <laughs> under that ride, and two, man, if you're gonna hop the fence, get in the water. Why are you fishing him out like a stray cat? <laughs> Where are you picking him up by the collar? <laughs> Yeah, you can grab though. <laughs> Just grabbing the kit, like come here, you like grab him by the scruff. <laughs> I'm going fishing. Yeah, wow. Uh, I've never seen anything like that happen. No, that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty dramatic. Uh, um, did I say on the podcast that I saw a kid uh, lose a tooth on the Incredicoaster? <laughs> I don't think so. This was very dramatic. I was there solo a couple months ago, and I was in the single rider line. So I was on like like the other side, and not where you normally load from. But uh, uh, so I'm watching people get off, and there is a a kid just like screaming bloody murder mm. uh, uh, and, and, and and like clearly bleeding from the mouth. It was really like, what happened here? Oh my God. And then it turned out it was a, a tooth miss and watching a dad go and scramble and like, Hulk, stop, stop. And like, they wouldn't let them let the train go because like we have to find the tooth. Uh, wait, wait. So, okay. So you were waiting to launch. Uh, um, I wasn't on the ride yet. Okay. I was, yeah, I was waiting to be called up to go, go on the elevator and, and go around. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this uh, very dramatic situation unfold. Oh, wow. I watched the mother be called. It's like, oh, no. Ah, it was like, boy, it was a height for five minutes. Like, this is one of the craziest there, Disneyland scenarios I've ever seen. You know, that's, there are little plays that happen all during the day. Especially when you're uh, an older gentleman going alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing some... to do but watch when you don't have to watch your own. I did the, almost the exact same solo Disney day last year back when things were a little better where I think I went to I went uh, to California Adventure. Uh, I drank a beer. I went on Incredicoaster. I did some work on my computer. I went back to the Marvel area, the drank a beer as well, <laughs> went to Guardians, and then went home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just shut it chilled out and did a little work. Um, but... I saw the craziest child crying and their parents trying to force them to go on Tower of Terror, uh, the Guardians Tower. No. And I've seen this happen a couple times, but never this dramatic. And what you're saying, like, this was just a scene. And it was the same thing where you were like, this, I, what am I watching here? This child is going to lose their mind. Mm-hmm. And these parents are not allowing this child to get out of this. And an employee had to come up and tell them, like, you can just switch 
Uh, you can do a child switch, basically. <laughs> and they had to be talked into it. They Even refused that was it. Not, they, no, we need you. I couldn't believe this. This child was melting down. <laughs> and as a child who didn't melt down but wanted to, as a, like... You know, and and melted down recently in a in a a, a escape room situation. Uh, <laughs> I minotaur, yeah. felt felt for the kid, um, but like it happens a lot when you're, especially with not with anyone, where you're just noticing like this something scary playing out. Basically, this is crazy. Yeah, dairy. They they should be uh, taken away. Disney should have taken the kid away. Well, I felt like being like you should. This get kid that. is the property of the Disney company. Hey, kid, now. Uh, you want to get out of here? <laughs> I'm not to live with me. I'm just saying I'll help with, help with the situation because these parents are being assholes. I also can't what I, I can't like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm new to this and I'm new to tantrum. Tantrum's very new for, uh, uh, for my kid in the last uh, month or so. We we're heading to the two year old mm-hmm. point. Uh, it's just, they make it so unpleasant when they, you're trying to get them to do something that they don't want to do that so far it has been like, Oh come on! You want to? Eh, okay, all right. Screw it. Here, give him the give him the thing yeah, you want. Right. So take him out of here. I mean, we we have about like uh, it's it's a it's a one exchange. We got about five seconds in us before we just relent. Yeah, I, I, it's hard for me to imagine you are going to go up. You're getting in the tower that lightning is hitting. <laughs> <laughs> that's full of ghosts and screams. <laughs> yeah, it's like like or uh, Pat Bennett uh, hit me with your best shot. It's going to play loudly. <laughs> yeah. And traumatize oh, right, it's that child. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a less scary one, but that doesn't make it. You're gonna go up into this tower and appreciate some loud classic rock. It, and that's how it is, Mister. Now, look, I can get behind that logic, but <laughs> yeah, if it was like Pinocchio or something, okay, yes, I go look. Oh, the kid probably won't be so scared. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. and you know, oh, this is a kid who gets a little scared and then like is okay on the ride. That's a phenomenon. But that was not the case with this child. Yeah. This child was crying for, at a hundred from the time we got loaded into the numbers, and I was like, "No, what did we? What? Please!" And like employees negotiating with the parents, and maybe they didn't understand what they were talking about. I don't know, but it was like, and they had like two. There were two parents. There were a couple kids, so it was like one of the parents cannot go on it. Mm-hmm. I hate being I hate being that per like adult being like you don't need to go on this you're an adult <laughs> and then be like well what's your problem pal who are you yeah. with I'm alone <laughs> yeah I'm just doing some work down here yeah it's a little hard to like pull a child screaming that much of like all right let's do the halt method you know are you hungry angry lonely or tired which is it pal <laughs> you know the kid could talk also it was not yeah, like yeah. a two-year-old <laughs> no but i mean scott you can take some comfort in the fact that they call it the terrific twos right <laughs> oh yeah oh boy that's the unifi- <laughs> universal <laughs> term applied they call it <laughs> that's true uh um, yeah i can't wait yeah yeah from recent implications it, it'll be a it'll be a terrific year uh, uh anything else before we go out i, I I've, I've got a little i've just got some photos of some some dignitaries who've been on the attraction, but Mike, were you heading somewhere? I was just going to say, did it did it ever? And I think it did a little bit bother me as a kid. Did you ever think about it that you're inside the animal and not on top of it? Ah, hmm. um, yeah. So what happened here? Was he like a, a big chunk was carved out of him? Yeah, I'm not saying it was like oh, I was so preoccupied with it as a kid. I was not, but it was a little bit like oh, we should be on top of Dumbo, not inside Dumbo. Hmm. Well, the uh, ride doesn't necessarily hold up under a, a narrative microscope. 
That might be true. No. And I guess it should be like they should have built something on top of Dumbo for you to sit in. But mm-hmm. that would have made it a bit heavier. So I understand why we're just like sitting in a, a hollowed out carcass of Dumbo. Dumbo and his six, his 15 brothers have all been strapped to poles <laughs> and uh, <laughs> scraped of um, their internal of their organs, <laughs> but not their brain, so uh-huh. they can still understand what's happening to them. Anyway, get there's inside future, him. There's future technology that has condensed their entire body into a tiny little ball, and it can be held in their neck now. So Dumbo is alive, okay, because this is the future. Everything he needs is packed into his head. Exactly. Yes. This is the future. So they've condensed it, and now he can still they'll be happy he loves it but he is connected to a big rod and you can sit inside where his organs used to be but he likes it he loves it he's got a big smile on his face don't you see yeah now and uh but depending on where you're going on this ride his mouse friend is holding a whip uh (laughs) in some places it's not a whip anymore it became a feather but if there is a whip don't worry the the mouse is small and the whip is smaller so (laughs) And uh-huh. they're friend. They're friendly. He's probably not going to use it. Yeah, it's, the whip yeah. is just there as a reminder so, to not, not pleasurable. Semiotics. It's you know you expect. Yeah, it's a symbol of like oh animals and circus. It's not practical though, but yeah. it needs to communicate something. Mm-hmm. So it's either it's soft or he'll use it softly. I assume he just like drapes it and rubs it. That's uh, don't worry about Dumbo and his clones. <laughs> yes, it's the future, and he's been cloned. Oh, this is a dark. This is a dark ride. Uh, it um, is a dark ride. Really, really quick. Just I was like, there's got to be f- fun pictures of people you wouldn't expect. Oh, right, going yeah. on Dumbo. Here's the the most most interesting ones I've found. Here's here's old Kevin Costner, and this is kind of where you know again you're you're a sitting duck when you're on that ride. Other you know, celebrities can sneak in and out of Disneyland right. rides, but there people are gonna see you. I mean, some of these are posed photos right uh, um but that's i i also read that's some of the appeal of i, I think walt talked to a, a a carnival person a guy who did a park called kitty land that mm-hmm. used to be where the uh, the beverly center is now yes. and his thing was the rides should the rides should advertise themselves you know like like if you if you have a ride where there's people on display having a good time that's going to make people want to go have a good time and so again just the the photo op and the tableau i think is important with this ride so look costner's having a great time but christian bale's having a good time we're gonna see him at disneyland right like he's not a a cameo machine it's nice to see him out of it but was you know has been part of the disney family before newsy yes indeed yeah. He's coming back. He's in a new Thor. Um, oh, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Tim Tebow is Tebow. Oh, sure. Right. Uh, there's uh, Chicago Mayor Richard Daly. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's the deal with Richard Daly? Is he a good nah, guy? They're all like corrupt. Oh, yeah, yeah, all, yeah like, sure. Corrupt, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, a, it's a mixed bag. Uh, here in the early 80s, Michael Jackson on the Dumbo attraction. And then some 30 years later, Dr. Conrad Murray, the man. What? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ultimately involved oh, in no. death. Oh, my, I don't know. I think this is, this might have been, it's credited to some, I, this might have been a paparazzi situation. I don't think that Conrad Murray proudly, like, <laughs> brought a private what? photographer. Um, well, he, I think he was getting out his, like, last uh, couple jollies because six months later he oh was my, convicted. Oh, okay. So it's after the thing. There was, I think it was between. Tri- I think trial was going on. Oh my God, he would he would be in jail within six months of this Jeez. photograph. That's um, really bizarre. Isn't that a real 
that's a you know time goes round and round and i was wondering like which one, who does scott have in here because he's gonna have a really good one that i don't know <laughs> it's gonna be her is it like and that yeah. really Our i would favorite not have stars bet. from kevin I costner to conrad murray it's, i would not have bet that well we kissinger and ted kaczynski in the same car who would have thought <laughs> the same element so look around you the next time you're on dumbo you never know if you'll spot uh, one of the greatest pop stars of all time or a man who will be responsible for the demise of one of the greatest pop Gee stars whiz. Gee whiz. Uh, what an end to the Dumbo episode. Yeah, so hey, after on the note of Dr. Conrad Murray, it's a weird photo too. Like, I don't know. How can it not be a weird photo? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is a normal photograph yeah. of this uh, doctor convicted of manslaughter? Um, well, hey, on that note, you survived the first podcast, The Ride of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, more fun to come, more uh, <laughs> criminally convicted doctors to come, probably. Mm. Uh, that's what we were... Okay, yeah, more uh, Conrad Murray talk, more Brian Setzer talk. <laughs> How can we get you salivating for <laughs> what else is to come <laughs> this year? Yeah, um, oh, I want to say that I bought, a, I bought a package of hot dogs, Jason. Nice. First, t- first time in, uh, other than when we tried to make the Ronto wraps. Uh, mm. I, I didn't buy a hot dog. There was like a sausage, but oh. I just, I thought of Jason. I went, you know what? I, I, this is my every couple of years. I go, I buy hot dogs as often as I go on Dumbo. Wow. And okay. I, I did buy, they were like Boar's Head. Oh. That's just they're in the hot dog band. game? That's a name you can oh, trust. Yeah. yeah. They're in the hot dog game. So mm-hmm. uh, I did do that. What, did anything particularly inspire you? Uh, it was one of those situations where I was hungry, and for some reason I was doing stuff I just don't normally do. I don't normally buy ice cream. I bought ice cream. Maybe it's because of the, maybe the world. I don't know what's affecting me exactly, but I was it's like... this big break we've had. You're, maybe the big you're, break. I think you're craving Jason. That might you're be suddenly it. Suddenly you're buying Jason's shopping I got ice list. cream. I got, I got hot dogs. Maybe I haven't... Yeah, I haven't heard Jason talk in a while, so that's it. Oh, I missed you too. <laughs> I was. I went back east to see family and immediately put on five pounds eating, <laughs> eating immediately. Yeah, like the first day, <laughs> the holidays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason missed Mike so much he bought uh, twenty expensive Ninja Turtles and ate, and ate them. <laughs> <laughs> There's your pounds right there. <laughs> it is. I have been racking my brain for the last few days because Marvel has a deal right now where they're unlimited per the Marvel Unlimited where you get digital access to a bunch oh, of comics. Oh, you get that Shadow Cat you, figure. You get a welcome kit. And I was like, okay, it's marked down to 70 for the year's subscription. And you get this welcome kit. Could I, f- I did a very Mike math of like, if I get it, could I flip the welcome kit for $70 and you, get this The answer is yes, you can. Probably, yeah. The answer is yeah, probably. But it uh, is a cool Kitty Pride action figure. It is cool, but I have so. some complaints, but we'll see. <laughs> well, there is the, there's a more traditional Kitty Pride from Excalibur toy that just came out that I do have as oh, well. Oh, I like that. Yeah. She's got the more blue outfit, not the kind of normal X-Men outfit. Yeah. Uh, okay, if you want to stay up to speed on all of our, uh, probably less me, but, uh, but in the collective Wii's mm. uh, purchases of Marvel figures and hot dogs, uh, <laughs> then follow us on the socials at Podcast The Ride. Merch mm-hmm. is available on our T Public Store. And for three bonus episodes every month, check out Podcast The Ride, the second gate at patreon.com slash podcast the ride. Uh, again, most pressing, uh, go there now, meet our, our new friend, Jay Big. Uh, um, <laughs> I really excited. If, if you were not on the second gate, I would hate for you, you to miss out. Yeah, the audience, yeah, for, for $5 a 
$3 a month, you can get three extra episodes and the whole back catalog. Uh, I don't, we don't usually give the hard sell on it, but I would say that the audience seemed like they really enjoyed the last Patreon episode <laughs> with the big so. reveal at the end. So if you're ever thinking about trying it out, you can try it out and you get the new ones and you get the old, a whole year's multi-year worth back if catalog. The te- if the tease of a horny white rapper from 2004 does anything for you. Yeah. Just like my bow tie spun. Uh, if you want to see our my bow tie and our bow ties spin from content, explicit content, please go there. And of course, Mike's uh, extra detailed, uh, amazing quality graphic novel, Gideon's 2062, <laughs> uh, hitting bookshelves soon. Lots to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, see you in the future. Goodbye. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.